Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Hour number one of the Get Right. We're Reggie KG on 105. Through the fan, Kevin Gray with the three-time Wee. Hall of Famer, Chris Arnold. Got you down. My man Justin Honore holding it down for you here on this Wednesday night edition of the Get Right. Appreciate you joining us on Odyssey and the Odyssey app, the truckrate.com text line 877 If you want to get in on the conversation live on Twitch at twitch.tv slash Dallas Fan Cam. Also on YouTube at youtube.com. Search 105 through the fan. Make sure you hit that subscribe button while you're there too for all of our terrific videos and to pay off all that hard work my man Carter Freeman mm-hmm. does for us on a daily basis. The Mavericks already in action tonight against the Philadelphia 76ers. Plenty of Mavericks and Cowboys talk tonight. We got Mike Pellucci of D Magazine. He's going to be joining us at 820, talking a little Rangers baseball. David Hellman of Fox Sports is going to be joining us at 920 tonight. So you want to stick and stay with us through the next four hours. At Kevin Gray Sports, at Mr. Chris Arnold on Twitter. Chris, good to see you. I feel like I haven't seen you in a little bit. It's been a minute. I passed you in the hall, but ain't seen you on the air. That's right. That's right. Good to see you once again, Mm -hmm. especially on a Mavericks game night where early on, Kyrie Irving is putting on a show in Philadelphia. He's got 11 points already for your Dallas Mavericks. 12 now, just hit the second free throw. As they're up 20 to 12 on the Philadelphia 76ers, the Mavericks desperately need a win on the road to continue to keep their play-in chances alive in the Western Conference. Luka Doncic also playing well early for the Mavericks. To keep the math simple, the Mavericks have six games left. They need to win probably four of those six, and they also need Oklahoma City to go three and three or have the Lakers go four and three, and the Mavericks are good. So the Mavericks do not have the tiebreaker over Oklahoma City, but they do have it over the Lakers, and I think Luka just hurt his thumb. Yeah, going up for a uh, a fast break layup. Looked like he got his hand hit. We'll make sure we let you know what's happening there in Philadelphia. as the But Sixers- that's the math. That's right. That's right. As the Sixers welcome back Joel Embiid, MVP candidate, and, of course, James Harden back as well for the Sixers. So a tall task in front of the Mavericks tonight to try and get an important win on the road as they continue their five-game road trip in Philly tonight. Now, this is what the Dallas Mavericks hope. They hope they have a nice performance like they did the last time they played the Sixers, which was a month ago. That's when Kyrie and Luka combined for 40 and 42 points apiece. The Mavericks were on all cylinders. Joel Embiid had some junk buckets in the fourth quarter, which allowed him to have about 35. So I'm looking for Embiid to get a lot of points and set at the free throw line the second half of this game. But they better hold on to a lead and hang on for dear life if they want to go 41 and 41 
or excuse me, yeah, 41 and 41, because that's that four and two they're going to need the last six games. That's how we start off our conversations tonight. We start off with the Mavericks as they're on the road against the Philadelphia 76. I found this very interesting from CBS Sports where Luka Doncic could become one of the NBA's highest scorers to ever miss the playoffs if the Mavericks continue what, what? their slides. So check this out. This comes from uh, Douglas Clawson of CBS Sports where, of course, Doncic coming into tonight's game is averaging 32.9 points per game this season. No player in NBA history has missed the playoffs with a scoring average of more than 33 points since Tiny Archibald 50 years ago. Yeah, the Kansas City-Omaha Kings. That's where the Kings were in Kansas City and Omaha before they went to Sacramento. And only five players in NBA history have missed the postseason with a scoring average of at least 32 points per game. Those individuals being Stephen Curry, Bernard King back in 1984 and 85. Allen Iverson averaged 33 in the 05-06 year, but his 76ers, ironically, finished 38 and 44. We mentioned Tiny Archibald, who averaged not only the average 34 points a game that year. He's a bad man. He averaged 11.4 assists per game that season in 1972, but the Kings finished below 500. And then there's Will Chamberlain, who averaged... 44.8 points and 24.3 rebounds in the 1962-63 season. But the Warriors at that time... He just got there, right? Finished 31 and 49. He had just got to Philadelphia. I think he had been playing with the Harlem Globetrotters. I'm I'm serious. (laughs) It's a heart attack. That's not a joke. He spent some time with the Globetrotters because um, his graduating class hadn't graduated from Kansas yet. People forget he played school. He played basketball at Kansas. That's right. And then they won the national championship, I believe. I know they went to the Final Four. They might have not made the national, won the championship. But the bottom line was he didn't go straight to the NBA. He went to Globetrotters. That's crazy. The average nearly mm-hmm. 45 points Isn't per that game something? and over 24 boards a game. And your team finished 18 games under 500. And you know what he used to do for his free throws? He used to dunk his free throws, and they had to outlaw it. <laughs> Look it up. It's 23-19 with 2.44 left in the first quarter. Kyrie Irving, 11 points on three of four shooting. Luka Doncic got five points on two of four shooting uh, with the 23 points total for the Mavericks so far. Meanwhile, Joel Embiid got 10 points early on. The reason why I bring this conversation up, because to me, Chris, and mm-hmm. you've watched this team up close all season long being at the AAC, Kind of a microcosm of the up and down nature of the Mavericks. While at times you have seen spectacular play from the 24-year-old superstar in Luka Doncic, the amount of effort expended on the offensive end and the lack thereof on the defensive end has permeated in a lot of ways down to his teammates with the lack of defense that we've seen throughout the course of the year. But they still have a chance with Kyrie Irving to put up incredible numbers offensively night after night. But they have to historically be great on offense, which we've seen Luka Dodgers for this franchise be historically great on offense, averaging nearly 33 points per game. But it's about the other guys around both Kyrie Mm -hmm. and Luka that has to give them something down the stretch here to be able to find themselves, hopefully climbing into the play and a little bit beyond. They literally have to hit their threes. They have to be making their shots. If they're not making their shots, it's almost impossible for this team as it's constructed in 2022-2023 to win a damn game. And it's hard on the fans to watch. It's hard on all the different observers because it would be different if they were getting blown out every game. You say, well, they just suck and they should be a lottery team. But nearly all of their games have come down to last-second shots of 
come from behind victories, come from behind losses. Their last victory, which was in Indiana, was the first blowout victory they've had in I don't know how long. Every victory they've had in the last month, it seemed like it was the last second shot or overtime. In other words, it was a struggle just to win the game. I found an irony that this is, I mean, this sounds crazy, but there's an irony because everybody's somewhat, I mean, coaches are frustrated, players are frustrated, front office frustrated, fans are frustrated, media is frustrated because these games have been so damn close and they literally should be a playoff caliber team if the defense was just somewhat, somewhat good, right? So listen to this crazy comp. I was thinking about this last night while I was listening to you and KG. I mean, you and uh, and Reg. Mm-hmm. And then I said, wait a minute. Everybody knows this team's not finished. In fact, what prompted me, I think it was one of the G-Bag of the Day nominees, Kendrick Perkins. Did you hear Kendrick Perkins talking about this team wasn't, Kyrie wasn't brought here for this year. He's brought here for next year and a bigger picture. This team ain't finished yet. They're not completely, they're not completely finished built yet. You know, you actually lost some mm-hmm. defense when you brought in Kyrie, but Kyrie knew that was going to happen at the time. Everybody knows that they got to do some defensive hiring in the summertime, right? So here's the comp. It's kind of like you're watching a team get built, but you don't want to watch the hard part right now. You follow what I'm saying? It's hard it's to watch right pains, now yeah. because they can't play defense, but the talent isn't even there to play defense. Luka gets frustrated. When Luka's frustrated, he ain't playing no defense. He's arguing with refs. It's, it's four on five. So I'm like, okay, what's a comp that's real weird to give you some hope down the road? Let me pour you a little hope in this cup. Oh, okay, all right. All right, okay. They built the offense first. In other words, you found the piece to go next to Luka with the trade for Kyrie. You got a two-headed offensive juggernaut, two brilliant offensive guys. Everybody says it's the most high-scoring offensive backcourt in the NBA, that's right? That's right. So you built your offense first. And everybody knows you got to wait for the defense. They've got to make defensive moves. They're not adding more offense, right? Am I right? That's right. Follow me on this. This is exactly what the Rangers did last year in the offseason. Seager and Simeons. That's bats. That's offense. Everybody knows their pitching sucked. What did they just do? Well, they they got improved. A bunch of pitching, yeah. What is pitching? Defense. So it's up to the Mavericks to follow the Ranger plan, which I think they're going to do. All indications are we got to show up this defense because the coach is a defensive coach anyway. Kid is a defense first coach anyway. With that being said, just like the Rangers last year, how many games in June and July did they lose by one run? They lost a lot of games in the clutch. It was painful for Ranger fans who were paying Mm -hmm. attention and the players and the coaches who were going through it and the front office as well. But guess what they did? They did fix the the defense, bringing in the pitching. Who knew they'd get the best pitcher you can get? Jacob DeGrom is here. That's right. Now, I'm not saying the Mavericks are going to get uh, some defensive guy from the Golden State. Well, I'm not saying that, Draymond. I'm not saying that. Dray, that's that's another guy. I'm just Unless saying. Unless you're Bill Simmons, apparently. That, there you go. <laughs> we'll but get to you, that a little but bit you follow on. my point, though? Yeah. They've built the offense first. And unfortunately, just like the Rangers went through not having any pitching, not having any defense, we're watching this. And it's driving the star player crazy. It's driving the, co- the, the rest of the team is stressful. That's stress for everybody. And that's what happened to the Rangers. For those who are right there in the trenches, June and July, 
I don't know how many damn games they lost by one run. And it was hard to watch and hard to go through. Jer- Jared Seller knows what I'm talking about. Yeah. This is the team last year in the Rangers, of course, who was not very good in one-run games. The Mavs this year in 50 clutch games, just 25 and 25 on the year. Coming into tonight's game, the Mavericks, you're talking about them having to hit threes in order to win games. Yeah, Coming unfortunately. into tonight's game, since acquiring Kyrie Irving, the Mavericks are 8-13. and 13. In, those wins, in those eight wins, the team is hitting nearly 48% of its threes and hitting 19 threes a game. In the losses, the 13 losses, Dallas is hitting 35.2% from deep, making just 14 threes a game. Mm-hmm. So you can see the stark difference of when they're knocking down shots versus when they're not. But you brought up something very interesting in terms of a roster-building perspective, having to acquire the kind of star power on offense and then eventually, hopefully, acquiring some defense that will help this team mm-hmm. create some balance and, more importantly, please its coach based on the way that he likes to get down with his defensive philosophies. Now, how that will come to fruition, the mechanisms in which they try to acquire that, whether it be through trade, somehow through free agency, all that is on the shoulders of Nico Harrison, Michael Finley, Andrew Baker in this front office to be able to do so. But for the time being, what they have to work with is a is a team with young players like Josh Green and Jaden Hardy. We have seen his aggressiveness continue mm-hmm. to grow and emerge throughout the course of the year. We have had to watch this team grow up before yeah. our very eyes Hard to watch. in order to do so. And that, to me, I think has been very interesting when it comes to watching this Mavericks team thus far. I will say this. They, they do have an asset when it comes to uh, trying to lure. You know, some, you know how people always say, how come nobody ever wants to come to Dallas? And I would always respond, nobody wanted to go to Golden State until the Splash Brothers showed up. I swear to God, for 20 years, Golden State couldn't win, couldn't go to the playoffs. Nobody was saying, I got to go to Golden State. I'm telling you, when you win, people will come. Well, the asset is, there's a hell of a lot of players want to play with Kyrie. I'm just saying, there's some superstars that admire Luka and may want to play with Luka. But I'm going to tell you for a fact, there's a hell of a lot of players that absolutely want to play with Kyrie. And so since Kyrie's got all these relationships, well, those are some of the things that add up. That's why Bill Simmons, I mean, talk about throwing something out there. That was crazy on his little podcast saying Draymond and LeBron want to team up with Luka and Kyrie and come to Dallas. That's so far-fetched. But guess what? Kyrie's there, and the reason – and LeBron has always loved Luka. That's why he could throw that out there, and people have to think about it for a second before they just straight up start laughing. In fact, here is Bill Simmons on his podcast describing what he thinks is going to happen with Draymond Green, LeBron James, and the Mavericks. I think he ends up in Dallas with Kyrie and with Luka, and then LeBron tries to figure out a way to get there eventually. Wow. Yeah, that's my prediction. Kyle, put this in my file of predictions to be unleashed like 18 months from now. Yeah, I don't know. Just feeling a Dallas scent. I think there's there's some Dallas stuff that I I just uh it feels it feels scenty to me. Hmm, it would be good with Luca. He'd be great. I also Give him a little LeBron. bit of an attitude. Yeah, he would, he's kind of he what they the need. Leader. Like somebody who cares about defense, doesn't care about shooting. I also think Bronny hasn't picked a college yet, and I think that's gonna factor into the LeBron possibilities too. Because if he goes to USC, you go, oh yeah, he'll be in he'll be a Laker next year. He'll want to go to the USC games. But if it's 
if it's somewhere outside LA, that's going to make me think, hmm, I wonder if he maybe will, because LeBron's going to want a ring chase at some point soon, right? He's not yeah. going to end at four. He's, he, he knows no, he, he needs at least five. Course. No, what he wants is to play with Bronny. Don't let the Mavericks draft Bronny. <laughs> he's, LeBron has said his dream is to play with his son. He's already got the championships. He's already got the scoring record. He's already got a lot of things. Yeah, he's in other words, he's also satisfied Laker fans for a little bit by getting a, a ring there. If he wants to play with Bronny, I'm, this is all I'm laughing as I'm saying this. Now. <laughs> I, I am not even serious. Now. <laughs> yeah, I'm not even serious about this. I'm like, you talking about pie in the sky theoreticals? He said he feels something scenty about it. What the hell? <laughs> he just want to claim it if it if it were to happen. The only reason because LeBron has mad respect for Luca and he and Kyrie are friends. I mean that's the only reason. And then you throw in Draymond. Somebody either posted us on Twitter. I saw it somewhere text or something. It said if uh, Draymond winds up here with the Mavericks. Luca and Draymond gonna tag team these refs. Pow, 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 pow. <laughs> Getting sixteen technicals each season apiece. Because that's all they do is argue with the refs. But at least Draymond <laughs> plays them deep. It's the get right. We're Reggie KG right here on <laughs> 105 3 the fan. Coming up next year, has some of your faith been restored in the Cowboys front office with the moves they made this offseason, including their latest one today? We'll talk about it next on the get right. Back here on the get right, we're Reggie KG right here on 105 through the fan, Kevin Gray. With the three-time Hall of Famer, Chris Arnold. Got you down. My man, Justin Honore, holding it down for you here on your Turn It On, Leave It On station. Really appreciate you joining us on Odyssey and the Odyssey app. The truckbread.com text on 877 881 Has some of your faith been restored in the Cowboys front office a little bit by the moves that they have made this offseason, including the latest one, which we'll get to here in just a moment right now at the uh, on the road with the Philadelphia 76ers hosting the Dallas Mavericks. It is right now 39-37. Your Mavericks up by two early in the second quarter. Kyrie Irving leading all scorers with 12 points so far. Meanwhile, Joel Embiid's got 10 for the Sixers. George Niang, he's got nine points on three three-pointers for the Sixers, 39-37. Dallas right now up by two on the road in Philly. While we're talking, what I'm enjoying right now is watching our rookie, uh, Jaden Hardy, going up against Tyrese Maxey from South Garland. Mm-hmm. Maxey got six points right now, but that's all right. That's all right. Tyrese is my guy. Hardy's my guy, too. I just like them two guys, seeing how they do, and they're playing against each other. A lot of fun right now in Philly as the Mavericks taking on the Sixers. Mavericks desperately need to win the night to keep their slim playing chances mm-hmm. alive. Let's talk a little Cowboys football. We'll go yeah, around, let's do that. Yeah, we'll go around the NFL here in about 17 minutes. But the Cowboys making another move today, another smart move. Multiple reports coming in, including Michael Gelkin of the Dallas Morning News at the Cowboys, re-signing nose tackle Jonathan Hankins. Hey, big butt. To a one-year contract, a person familiar with the agreement told Mr. Gelkin the deal is worth about $1.5 million. Multiple reports confirming that report as well. So the Cowboys continuing to make smart moves. They may not be done yet. Carlos Watkins may still be coming back into the fold for the Cowboys Mm -hmm. as well as part of that interior line for this defense for Dan Quinn. But you look at the moves this team has made, keeping Donovan Wilson, keeping Leighton Vander Esch, obviously trading for Stephon Gilmore and Brandon Cooks, retaining Jonathan Hankins, 
getting a little bit of help on the offensive line with Idoga, signing Ronald Jones as well. This team, Chris Arnold, has set themselves up for now being less than a month away from the NFL draft in Kansas City, Missouri. Shout out to the hometown where they have a great opportunity to really make this draft and allow it to come to them based on the way that they have handled themselves so far this offseason. Has it restored a little bit of faith in this front office for you based on the moves that they have made so far this offseason? Restored? What made you think I had any faith in that front office? <laughs> That's why I asked the question. <laughs> I hadn't had faith in that, faith in that front office since, since Jimmy Johnson left. But no, in all seriousness, in all seriousness, I have to – I've said it all over. Steven Jones, man, he's showing out. He is trying to out Howie Howie up there in Philadelphia. I'm <laughs> he got, actually giving he got him, a little work to do to catch yeah, Howie what he's doing. Howie's <laughs> took his team to two Super Bowls in five years, but that's actually a good thing for Cowboy fans because it's making Stephen Jones work. He can't just sit, sit around on his laurel saying we're a draft and development team. He's using all the tools and team building. He's using the draft. He's using trades, and he's using free agency the right way. You don't have to – Go after every big-name free agent, but you can't be avoiding them. You follow what I'm saying? And I do like like the um, the uh, Hitchens signing. because Jonathan Hankins. Jo- mm-hmm. Hankins, my bad. Mm-hmm. Jonathan Hankins. I don't know how long I've been begging for a 350-pound run-stuffing defensive tackle, and we got one. He's a Vita Vea starter kit. He's a snacks wannabe. I might as well call him trail mix. <laughs> Because in all seriousness, he can do what you need. Now, he's not going to be overpowering people to go to the Pro Bowl or make all pro, but he's going to do what you need him to do, and you rotate him in with, that, with some other guys. But he can stuff the run because he's a big boy. He's a big guy. He's a stuffer. He got a big butt. And last year for the Kansas, excuse me, the Kansas Chiefs, the Las Vegas Raiders and for the Dallas Cowboys, a total of 10 games that he played, had, what, seven tackles, but is a guy that can help clog up the middle and allow guys like Leighton Van Der Esch mm-hmm. and others to be able to have the freedom of movement to get after running backs and get to downhill places to be able to make tackles in the open field. Hankins is a big part of that to be able to open up that space for those linebackers. Tolo on 817 says, honestly, fellas, I've never lost faith in the Cowboys front office. They've had their faults and make mistakes like everybody else does, but they always put together a solid team. But, yo, they've drafted well. I'm going to give them that. They've always had, you know, more nine times out of ten a solid draft. But it just drives me crazy when they would not utilize all the tools. I'm talking about make some trades besides just, oh, we made we made the big trade for Amari five years ago. Then you just gave him away for nothing. I'm saying do all the, oh, we don't ever go after free agents. No, you got to go out, but you got to surgically do it. This year they've surgically done the right things. So mad props to him. You know, I don't know if you want to keep calling him Cat Boy. Maybe you want to call him. Uh, His government name is good right now. Steven is good right now. You call him Steven Jones. Uh huh. For the way he goes crazy again and says the pie is only so big. Well, in fact, speaking of Steven Jones, listen to this right here. This is Steven Jones with Sirius XM talking about how Mike McCarthy approached this offseason when it came to the offensive of play calling duties and what it meant for his personnel going into this upcoming season. Take a listen. Mm-hmm. One of the things we asked when Mike, uh, you know, was really adamant this year about wanting to take over the play calling and make some changes, what, what is it going to be something that changed in terms of uh, the personnel we had on the offensive side of the ball, which uh, the answer was absolutely not. He, he doesn't see any change in 
the the types of player we're looking for that type of thing it's more just uh you know play design schematics things of that nature uh that we'll work through on that offensive side of the ball and take the he wants to take the responsibility for it absolutely i mean at the end of the day he's got the responsibility for for the ultimate uh uh, part of uh, uh, coaching, which is uh, how many did you win, how many did you lose, and how far did you get? Yeah, his his head is on the chopping block. That's what it is. You got to get to that NFC Championship game because the fans are going to go restless again because I don't care what the regular season record looks like, 12-5, and 12-5, and five, where have you been in the playoffs is going to decide whether you stick around here or not. Dan Quinn going to have your job if somebody else doesn't. With that being said, Kevin, you brought up something earlier. You even did it in crosstalk, and my radar went up. Because you nailed it. You said these moves they've made right here, addressing the issue, signing their own, making some trades, signing some free agents that they needed, have set them up to really take their time and do the draft right. They're not desperate. They're not thirsty in the draft. Yeah, because now they're in a position, whether it be best player available or best player available for a position of need, the way that they have addressed their Glaring weaknesses this offseason, getting a wide receiver too, getting a cornerback mm-hmm. too, and Stephon Gilmore and Brandon Cooks respectively. You can go into this draft wide open about what you want to do yep. to where you're not trying to force things. Because that's, I think, one, te- one thing that teams do, unfortunately, at times in the draft is trying to force things for what may not necessarily be there in order to try and make things happen in the draft. Taco, are yeah. you trying to talk about Taco? I mean, look, you don't have to force the issue if you're the Cowboys. Or this somebody with their f- fist on the ground. Or, I was like, come on, man. Yeah. Everybody says, get T.J. Watt. Mm-hmm. Uh, and now they are in a position to do that, not have to force things at number 26, let the draft come to them, and be able now to find exactly what they want versus what they have to need, have, to have in order to fill spaces. And I think it's important, too, because now whomever you draft at 26 and whom you draft, Mm -hmm. you know, in the second round as well, some of the pressure is now alleviated from those draft picks who have to come in and contribute right away. The Cowboys, as you mentioned, have done a good job over the last several years finding a lot of guys that are able to plug and play, whether it be in the first round or in the second round with CeeDee Lamb, Trayvon Diggs. From a couple of years ago, obviously with Micah Parsons and what he's done during his first couple of years, you know, in the National Football League, they've done a good job of finding players who are ready to play and contribute. Get a lot of credit to the organization and the coaching staffs previously with Jason Garrett and now obviously with Mike McCarthy and his group for getting those individuals ready to play. But now you don't have to have that pressure for number 26 to come in and contribute. Mm -hmm. They have some pieces in front of them that will be able to help alleviate some of that pressure. Exactly. It, it just makes every – look, it's just the entire process. Again, they're losing – they're using all all the tricks up their sleeve as opposed to saying we're this one-way kind of a team. I hate it when you do that. It's like do everything you can. The Eagles did everything they could. They didn't say, well, you know what? We're just going to go through the draft. We got all these draft picks. They said, you know what we're going to do? We're going to trade for A.J. Brown. <laughs> and everybody went, what the hell? Do we need A.J. Brown? No, but guess what? It made us that more deadly, and it got him to the Super Bowl, didn't it? It did. It did. And, and I'm like, all you had to do is complete the Amari trade. I would say complete it. Fifth-round pick was nothing. Mm-hmm. You say you didn't want that $20 million salary? Go get you a damn veteran wide receiver the defensive coordinators out of account for. They didn't do it. They could have done A.J. Brown. They wouldn't have, but they could have. And now, as we look forward here, yes, some people may feel like you could have made a bigger splash potentially by getting Bobby Wagner, who was a second-team All-Pro last year, had six sacks, 
had 140 tackles, was terrific for the Los Angeles Rams. Mm -hmm. But what they did do was something that has not been done necessarily for this team in a few years, which is they they got better in the month of March. Yes. And that's something that we could not have said for this team over the past few years. But they were able to do so this time around and not have to break the bank to do it. Look, the Cowboys did it their way. They went and found uh-huh. teams Surgically. who wanted to move on from players and Brandon Cooks, who was ready to get out of Houston, Stephon Gilmore in a situation in Indianapolis where they are rebuilding there, trying to find their new identity with Shane Sykin as their new head coach. They found a couple of situations that worked for them and were positions of need that they were able to take care of. That not is not necessarily going to happen from year to year, and I, I don't think that's something that you can bank on right. if you're the Cowboys. Yeah, But you took advantage of that window this year, and they have to be applauded for that at least. Give them the mass applause because nobody saw any of this stuff coming. I'm glad the way you put they won March because they never win March. They were so poor in doing anything in March. There was this rumor. I'm serious, and nobody could confirm or deny it that they just spent their time on Jerry's new yacht. In March, (laughs) spring break, they weren't even in town to make moves. So that's how bad their non-movement was. That's why it's like you can go into the draft with a breath of fresh air. It's like, guess what? We don't have any guns to our head that our draft has to be perfect. And guess what? They've always aced the draft. So that's another thing in their pocket. It's not like, okay, we don't know how to draft. It's just that you don't have to get every single round correct or you don't have to make a move or go up and down. You can afford to gamble if you wanted to. Mm-hmm. They weren't even able to gamble. <laughs> From the A17, we want a steak. They gave us beef, jer- beef jerky. Well, at least they gave you that. At least they gave you that. Because yeah. they hadn't been giving you that in the past few years as well. So, look, this team has done what they have needed to do, and you are encouraged by that. Mm-hmm. I say this all the time. You can't win Super Bowls in March, but you sure can lose them by inactivity or at least attempting to make a move or two that will get you over the top. We've seen too many examples over the last several years of teams, whether it be in March or during the season, that made moves that helped push them over the top. Uh And a lack of inactivity or a lack of activity, excuse me, has been the downfall, it feels like, for the Cowboys at times when they could have plugged in some holes that could have maybe put them over the top. They have decided to be a little bit more proactive. Again, doing it their way mm-hmm. to be able to hopefully alleviate that this fall. And I'm hoping that Mike McCarthy is successful. I gave him his flowers, his props back in October when Dak hurt his thumb, and they were still they, they were still relevant. They weren't imploding. They were actually winning games. You know, the, 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 they had chemistry. They had uh, uh, they had things that people didn't expect that they would have when they lost talent in the offseason. I give that credit to Mike McCarthy because even the quarterback was out. But at the same time, what Stephen Jones just did, and he said it, you heard the audio, they have basically set up Mike McCarthy giving him everything he wants. Dude, it's on your head. Yeah. And I want him to succeed. I'm not threatening. I'm saying, you can't even say they didn't do this for me. I I was doing it with one hand tied behind my back. Mike McCarthy, they're giving you everything you need, even letting you call your own place. It's to get right with Reggie KG right here on 105.3 The Fan. Coming up next, we're going to go around the National Football League, get you caught up on the latest news and notes in and around the NFL. We do it next on The Get Right. <laughs> Back here on The Get Right with Reggie KG on 105.3 The Fan. Kevin Gray with the three-time Hall of Famer, Chris Arnold. Got you down. Justin Honore holding it down for you here on your Turn It On, Leave It On station. Really appreciate you joining us here on Odyssey and the Odyssey. I'm about to go around the NFL here in just a moment here. Going to get you caught up on what's happening 
in Philadelphia, though, right now mm-hmm. as the Dallas Mavericks up 58-47 right now in the first half. Mm-hmm. Kyrie Irving, 15 points for your Mavericks. Luka Doncic, 4-7. He's got nine points. Meanwhile, Tim Hardaway Jr., he's got seven. He's a plus 17 right now for the Mavericks. Meanwhile, Joel Embiid, 11 points, and Tyrese Maxey with 10 points of his own. But the Dallas Mavericks right now handling business in Philadelphia where they desperately need a win. Got 20 points in the paint so far in the first half. Yeah, another good sign. Josh Green's got six points. Um, Dwight Powell's a plus three. Uh, Hardway, you mentioned, uh, plus 16. Luca's a plus 12. Reggie Bullock's a plus three. Maxi Kleber's a plus nine. Kyrie Irving a plus nine. They're playing well right now. They've already beaten Philadelphia last month. And this is the second and the last time they're playing. They're going to try to get the sweep. But they're about 10 points, 58-48. And they just need to prepare to hang on for dear life because in the fourth quarter, Joel Embiid is going to either score buckets or he's going to make his points on the free throw line. He leads the league in free throw attempts. Mavericks also shooting nearly 43% from three right now as well as helping their cause against the Sixers. And South Garland's own Tyrese Maxey's got 10 points. Just saying. Justin, let's go around the National Football League right here on the Get Right. Uh, as we do, we start with the NFL Network's Ian Rappaport. It's going to be cut number two. It's been a lot of talk about quarterbacks and contract extensions. Justin Herbert has had contract negotiations opened up with he and the Los Angeles Chargers. Lamar Jackson, of course, the talk of the National Football Boy. League. But we mentioned Howie Roseman a little bit earlier. Apparently, Mr. Rappaport, he has gotten to work with Jalen Hurts on a potential contract extension for him. Is that right? Well, there was a lot of optimism in Arizona regarding a potential Jalen Hurts would no doubt would be a massive contract extension. Howie Roseman, the general manager, said he could be done relatively soon, which does leave the window open for any time in the next couple hours to any time in the next several months. We'll see when it gets done. These things, negotiations end up taking on a, a brain of their own. Uh, but the optimism was certainly there. And owner Jeffrey Lurie talked to Eagles reporters Yesterday, uh, including Jeff McClain, which I'm, I'm reading from right now, uh, with Lurie quoted as saying, Jalen is the most mature 24-year-old I've ever come across uh, and essentially said how incredible he was because of his passion, because of the way he prepares, because of the way he plays. You know, maybe a year ago, it was sort of like, we're not sure which way this is going to go. The Eagles are all in for Jalen Hurts. And this thing, Mike, really seems like only a matter of time. Oh, yeah. I'm going to tell you something. Jalen Hurts, Nick Saban always said this. Alabama players back when Tua took his job, they've always said Jalen Hurts is a hell of a leader. To this day. To this day. And he always tried to make his game better and better and better. They went to the Super Bowl. Uh, It's not like he's some high-paid first-round pick that needs his money. He knows. Let me take this bag while I can. He ain't dumb. And I'm not saying that's a knock on him. I'm just saying it's common sense. He's not going to be underpaid. It's going to be interesting to see what that number comes out to be for Jalen Hurts. I would imagine it's going to be between the 47 to $50 million range. Yeah, I somewhere bet it's going to be a there. dollar more than Danny Dimes. Uh, it needs to be a few more dollars. Well, yeah, I'm just saying. Same division. <laughs> than Danny Dimes. Well, we know that, but, but I'm just saying. It's going to be more than that. <laughs> That's very true. I said a dollar more than Danny Dimes trying to be funny with the money. Oh, Danny found a way to con $40 million a season out something? of the Giants Mm-hmm. You, do you realize Daniel Jones has never thrown more touchdown passes in a season than games played in a season? <laughs> and he got surprised. forty million dollars out of the Giants. The only thing you could say is it was his turn. 
That's the only – he's a quarterback, and every quarterback is going to be his turn eventually. <laughs> and y'all think Lamar Jackson not finna come for everything he's supposed to get. Come on now. Uh, so it, it's a shame that they're doing this soft collusion on him because that's exactly what's going on. <laughs> You're not going to be the second one to get a fully guaranteed. Now, here's what's so wild. They're saying they're going to give him big money, but they just don't want to fully guarantee it. Well, you shouldn't have fully get. Y'all should have talked to uh, Cleveland before they gave Deshaun Watson the fully guaranteed. We'll get some more of that here in a second. But Lamar Jackson took to Twitter today to clap back at individuals who question his uh, desire to be on the field with his teammates. After, of course, he was dealing with a PCL injury last year that kept mm-hmm. him out of uh, the final parts of the season. He went on Twitter today defending why he didn't play in last season's playoff game, saying, quote, let's get real. I'd rather have 100% PCL than go out there and play horrible, forcing myself to put my guys in a bad situation. Now that's selfish to me, end quote, Jackson tweeted last night. Why you want to call out Baker Mayfield like that? I say that because in all seriousness, his last season in Philadelphia, he's playing with an effed up shoulder. Everybody knew it, but he's like, I'm going to show these guys I'm tough. And he sucked. And they cut him and brought in Deshaun Watson and he pouted and wound up in Carolina. And hopefully he'll be all right with Tampa. Jackson went on to further say, quote, I don't remember me sitting out my guys week one on my guys week one versus the Jets to week 12 versus the Broncos. How come all of a sudden I sit out because of money in which I could have got hurt at any time within that time frame when we know the Super Bowl been on my mind since April 2018? Even in quote. Ross Tucker made a very interesting point, which is very true when it comes to this whole thing with Lamar Jackson and the money that he's trying to get. He will never be able to recoup the money that he could have made after winning his NFL MVP. Because here's why part of my contention of him not having an agent in some ways does hurt him. It doesn't necessarily all the way hurt him because we've seen plenty of players, Bobby Wagner, mm-hmm. Laramie Tunsil, who just negotiated. Hey, Rich, Richard contract. Sherman. Yeah, Richard Sherman. You know, there's been plenty of players who have negotiated, you know, deals without Their having, own deals. you know, representation. But here's where an agent would have helped him. No agent, no agent worth a damn would have let Lamar Jackson play for a single cent less than what he, or a single cent, yeah, less than what he was going to get paid after winning an NFL MVP. He should have gotten a new contract. On the spot. On the spot. Yep. Once he won the NFL's MVP. Yep. Because that would have been the time to be able to get a deal done for him and not having him play, continue to play on his rookie deal. That, to me, is a great point there that he'll never be able to recoup that money because in the NFL you want to try to get to as many contracts uh-huh. as you can uh-huh. and right now the money that he missed by not cashing in after winning the NFL MVP yeah he'll never be able to make that money up because teams are looking at him like well you may get hurt exactly and the other thing is unfortunately based on his him, style of play that he it's based on his style of play they, yeah he can throw the ball but he's got he's more dangerous with his legs and that's part of why you know he's Lamar Jackson with that being said let's go back to again why he should really have more than his mom or himself representing him. It's real simple. He's asking for a deal that's the greatest deal in NFL history. That's all it is. You follow what I'm saying? It's not like, okay, it's his turn, Danny Dimes, you're going to get your money. Or it's okay for your position, you're going to get your money. No, he's asking for the greatest deal in NFL history. Deshaun Watson got it. Don't get me wrong. Everybody was shocked. 
How did Deshaun Watson get it? Let's remind everybody. Cleveland came out of nowhere. They had the draft picks to offer Houston. Houston was happy with it. But Deshaun Watson, had a ch- uh, he's a right, right refusal. He, could, he had no trade clause. He said he was set to go to Atlanta or Carolina or even New Orleans. He wasn't even thinking about no Cleveland. They had to if they were going to do that. And they did it. And so now Lamar Jackson, who has no agent, you follow me? The smartest thing he could have done was say, you know what? Give me that same deal. He should have got up to a, uh, what's his name from here? What's his name? The agent from uh, for Deshaun? Uh, David. David Mulligata. He should tell Mulligata, yeah. you are hired. Just give me the exact same deal. And it would have been done. But you, can't, you cannot get the richest deal in NFL history and miss part of the season too. And then they try not to hurt your feelings too. Never forget, David Mulligata represents Micah, Micah Parsons. Parsons. By the way, you, you heard last night, Michael <laughs> wants the new, his New Jersey beat number zero. J-Ron Curse beat him to it, though. I know. Yeah, J-Ron beat him to it. to negotiate that, yeah. Uh-huh. Um, I like Micah number 11 anyway. He likes zero. I looked at that picture. He, put, he posted that picture of him in zero. I like that. See, the way I thought about it, though, uh-huh. and, and Micah, if you're listening, you can have this for free. M- being number 11, he should look at it this way. He's one of one. <laughs> He's one of one. That's why I should keep a number 11. Because he looks taller, too. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, yeah, yeah, that's why I think he should personally keep number 11. Again, Micah, you can have that for free. Or if you want to give your boy a cut, you can. Um, but, yeah, he's one of one. Stick with number 11, Micah. I think you'll uh, you'll enjoy that. Mm-hmm. Uh, as we continue around the National By Football League. By the way, he, he grew up in Dallas. He's 42. He know everything about the Cowboys, except he had negotiated with him. But he know everything. In other words, Jerry, get ready to open up that wallet. He, all is he has it. arguably become the Scott Boris oh, of yeah. the NFL. They are scared of him. Except people actually like David Mulligata. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. But you think about his client list but that they he has. Are, but they're scared of him. I mean, they should. Yeah, because he's got a, a hell of a client list. He's negotiated the richest contracts for a safety in NFL history yep. at the time with Derwin James, mm-hmm. at time for a corner mm-hmm. in Jalen Ramsey, obviously for quarterback mm-hmm. with Deshaun Watson, mm-hmm. and now he will do the same when Micah Parsons gets his new contract at the end of this upcoming season. He will become the highest-paid defensive player in the history of the National Football League once Micah Parsons gets his deal done with the Cowboys. I'm going to tell you something else. He is partners with, in his agency, Todd France. And who does Todd France represent? <laughs> Dak, Dak Prescott. Prescott. <laughs> I'm telling you, you better keep up yeah. with these agents. Yeah, Todd France is a bad boy, too. A bad boy, too. <laughs> and their agency just got uh, they, uh, a, majority, a majority ownership. This brother that got the majority ownership now, oh, my goodness. You talk about almost a billionaire from all of his wheeling and dealing so far. Yeah, Mulligetta and Ty France ain't nothing to play with. Okay? And the Cowboys. They will, and the they, agency is athletes first. Yeah, they will uh, find out shortly when it comes to Mr. Mulligetta because he is coming for everything. Everything. <laughs> As he should. He's going to have his own office at the start. <laughs> <laughs> As the amount of purchase of real estate he's about to have. For real. Um, continuing around the NFL, uh, congratulations to Calais Campbell. He's going to continue his NFL career with the Atlanta Falcons. Oh, really? The Atlanta Falcons signing the defensive end to a mm-hmm. one-year deal, source confirmed to ESPN on Wednesday, the latest move by the franchise to upgrade its defense, who's already made some nice moves uh, this offseason. Jesse Bates the third, of course, their biggest addition on defense coming over from Cincinnati 
to play in their secondary in Atlanta, whom they've decided that Desmond Ritter is going to be the man and be QB1 hmm. in the ATL. Why are they playing with them Atlanta fans like that? I have no idea. They know damn well. I have Lamar no idea. Jackson should be following Michael Vick's footsteps over there. <laughs> that's the only piece that's missing. Well, you know my idea. What, the Colts? No, where? What? For uh, for Lamar Jackson, where he should go. No, where? And what team should do that? The Jets? Mm-mm. I didn't think so. Mm-mm. You're not going to like it, though. If I'm San Francisco. Oh, man. And I play this thing Talk out. Talk about dominating. I'm going to wait this thing out. Oh, I'm gonna, my goodness. I'm going to wait this thing out with Lamar and the Baltimore Ravens. And if Lamar is serious about not wanting to play mm-hmm. there, yeah, if I'm San Francisco, I'll make that move. I, yeah, that's that's a very wise move. You, they, look, that's all Baltimore, you can have Trey Lance. You can have that. Yeah, <laughs> We're going to put Lamar Jackson with this offense with Christian McCaffrey, mm-hmm. George Kittle, Brandon Ayuk, you know, and Kyle Shanahan in that zone blocking scheme. Yeah, we'll let Lamar Jackson just run wild in that offense. Debo, don't forget about him. De- and Debo. Debo Samuels. One other note, I heard a NFL insider pundit on one of these networks explaining the reason a lot of teams – it's not just the soft um, conspiracy, you know, the soft, uh, you know, locking him out. Mm-hmm. The team that can make the move for him is the Colts. And the best time to do this is after the draft where you don't have to give up this year's high draft picks. You follow what I'm mm-hmm. saying? If you're one of these teams that got a top 10 pick this year. Yeah, wait it out. Wait it out. Because then you can wait till after this draft, but then you can give the same picks up for next year. Not for this year. It's in your favor to wait it out till after the draft. If he's still around there, then you make your move, Colts, if, if you're the Colts or the 49ers. That's a trip around the National Football League right here. On I like the, the way you right. think over there, KG. I appreciate that. I'm not sure Cowboys are not going to be too excited about that. No, you don't want to see in the NFC. <laughs> Keep him in the AFC. Coming up next, we continue with the Cowboys conversation. I know 214. That sounds scary, doesn't it? The Cowboys are able to focus on their needs over their must-haves. What this individual had to say about that. We'll talk about it next on The Get Right. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. Auto Parts. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.